Hello everybody, this is the House of Dark and welcome to a new episode of Real Talk. We're gonna get in this about about you know what? It's about favorites. We're gonna we I was watching a video, they were playing they were playing uh, Mario Maker, and they were talking about well they used the word Holy Trinity. And they were talking about what is the three TV shows that like for sure that would be considered in your top three. Not five, we're talking about three. Guaranteed three three. Like it, it, it's it's as a as a whole is a show that's like that you're about. I even do you want more on this. What is your top three shows you would watch that if you were stuck with for the rest of your life, you would watch over and over and over again without an issue? And you get three. So you get to, you get to switch them up. So don't get me wrong. You get to switch them up, but those are your three for sure for life. You know, we can do movies too, but like top three shows. I was thinking about this. So instead of calling it Holy Trinity, I'm calling it the guaranteed trifecta. The guaranteed shows you'll watch that you're at the end of it. You're like, man, I'm glad I have this show. And so I was thinking about it, and I was like, and I was talking about it, and you know, I'm talking, and like thinking about all these different shows um, that I, I've watched through the years in my short lifespan that I, I liked. And some, and, and sometimes, and the problem is too, when you think about it, sometimes it's not even. You're like, I like this show to about this point. <laughs> That's how I felt about Smallville. That's how I felt about like a lot of shows are out now on the CW. Oh, every Arrowverse show is good to a point. Flash, Supergirl, Arrow, not not DC Legends of Tomorrow. DC Legends of Tomorrow was just never good. I watched, I think I watched all of the first season. I was like, this show was crap. I I was like, ugh, ugh. But uh, like even The Simpsons, like like was only good to about season six, seven. I think where are they at now? What season like twelve or something like that? What season is? Uh, 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 let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Because I never, I I've always. Uh, let me see. Simpsons are on their cur- what current season are they on right now? They're on C. Oh my! Are you serious? Are we are we are we playing here? They're on season thirty one. That that can't be. Are you serious? Yeah. No. No. That can't. No. It says season thirty. Season thirty one starts next month uh no no that's not true it starts end of this month but still it's season 31 episode one starts at the end of uh, end of this month actually next few days oh <laughs> that's a lot of seasons for a show that came out in 1989 just remember that this show came out in 1989 so let's just consider that uh but I just, it's one of those shows where it's like, it was good for the first like five or six seasons. So I wouldn't consider like The Simpsons one of my favorites of all time, except for maybe if we're, if we're keeping it in like the very specific seasons. I don't know. Maybe you don't even like The Simpsons. It doesn't even matter. But I literally, I, it didn't take me long to come up with this list. It didn't. The, the top three for sure for a minute for a minute but i had to do like honorable mentions because there's a lot of shows that i i've watched through the years that i liked and some of them are not even going to be mentioned on this list because it's like yeah i liked i liked the first season the other two were like was bad or it only lasted i mean even the ones that only lasted a season are still good shows don't get me wrong and that were canceled way before their time they should be canceled now i'm looking at you almost human god that show was so good i was so mad when they canceled that show yeah y'all same thing with um Ah, what's the other show that they just decided to, um, gifted, 
they like they they, they they almost they just finished like season two and they're like yeah we're canceling the show i'm like the show is <laughs> but i think that's because there's a marvel thing the whole thing with fox and when the merger happened i think that's all part of that but the point is like there are even shows out there that i like that only had like a season and they and i think the shows were really good but they're they're still not on this list because there's other shows out there that i think are better not, not better, but I will. I will. I would be okay watching over and over again, even if it is just for a season. And we're talking about back in the day where seasons were like twenty something episodes. Nowadays, seasons these days are like twelve episodes. Like I think at this point, twelve or thirteen, maybe ten at that mo- at that point. You know, so we're talking about some of these back in the day where I had a lot of episodes. And like, remember back in the day when pilot episodes were like an hour or so long because they, they were trying to establish stuff. They actually had like a pilot movie. Like there's certain shows that had like pilots that were like an hour to hour and a half long, and then the show itself didn't was not like an hour is because they were trying to get you into the show. That was back in the day. They don't do that anymore now. At least I don't think they do. I think some shows kind of do, but not not anymore. Anyways, let's get into this. So this honorable mention list it went from top five to top ten to top fifteen. To be fair, this is not in the order of favorites to least. It, I just, it was just, I was just started spouting out things I was thinking of. And that, and that was like, yeah, man, I would watch that. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah, that's a good one too. That's what I was doing. So and we, I might discuss it a little bit. Why? Cause you know, if you, anyone who knows me, they'd be like, well, you really, you like that show? Here's the thing. Or, or you were like, well, David, there's better shows than that. And I'm like, no, not like, no, not, no, no, no. So. My honorable mentions, we're not even going to get to the top three yet, because we're going to get there. We're going to get there. And that one's actually in a very specific order, to top three. But here's here's my honorable mention. The first one on the list is The Flash. Now, to be, uh, I'm, I'm, this is a footnote, I have put a little asterisk next to it. We're talking about 1990s Flash. We're talking about John Wesley Ship Flash. We're not talking about Grant and Gustin. While that show is not bad, I think after the first, let me see, what, what season, is it like season five now or something like that? I think after season uh, three, I was done with the show. I want to say, yeah, I think what they're, what, Flash is in what their current, or their new season's coming out what? Is season five? I I, I want to say, we're, we're, we're looking it up right now, guys, because I always forget. That's why I like having a computer. It's season six. They're on their sixth season. So I think by like the third, after, okay, because the first villain was Reverse Flash. The second villain was zoom the third villain was savitar the fourth villain was what the thinker i i'm trying to remember how like they're ending villains antagonist okay let, let's hold on let's look at this real quick because i want to say yeah because first season yeah 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 i was right first season is reverse flash second season was zoom Third season with Savitar. Fourth season was a thinker. I think it was after the fourth season. Actually, I don't even know if I finished season four. I think by, yeah, I want to say by the end of, or by the middle of season four, I was kind of over it. Eh, I'm done. And I like, I literally walked away by the end of season four. So yeah, I kind of, yeah. So that's why John Wesley Shipp, like his flash, I think was only out what? It was a, I think it was just a season, maybe two. We're, we're gonna look at it real quick. We're gonna look at it really fast. John Wesley Ship. By the way, John Wesley Ship plays. If you watch, they they pay homage to this to this this actor because he literally, uh, 
Yeah, it was only a season. No, it wasn't. Wait, hold on a second. Yeah, it was only a season. And uh, I loved it. I thought the show was really cool for what it was. Yeah, see, back in the day, you had 22. It was like, look, for season one was 22 episodes. That's literally two seasons nowadays. <laughs> one and a half to two seasons nowadays. That's how the seasons were back in the day. Came out in 19... Uh, 91, no, 1990, excuse me. But, uh, yeah, that show was the best. I loved it. I thought it was a really good show. And, it, it, I mean, it has a 90s touch to it, but, yeah, I, I, I love John Wilson's ship as a Flash. And I like the fact that they brought him back to play Barry's dad, and then he played uh, Jay Garrick. And then, and then when they did the crossover episode, he became Barry Allen from his from his universe wearing his original suit. I was like, good, good. So you guys are respecting the man. I was like, good job, good job. I appreciate it. But that was one of my shows. I loved it. And that was my first exposure to Mark Hamill as the the trickster. Because I think, well, I think what came up first? Was it The Flash or was it Batman the Animated Series? Uh, because, yeah, Batman the Animated Series came out in 93. So our first exposure to Mark Hamill uh, potentially becoming the Joker was him as the trickster in in the flash with john wesley ship and i was like man he sounds and i remember going back and watching it later especially like i got older i was like oh shoot they have the season full season out and i bought the whole dvd set for the full season i was watching it i was like wow i can see why they got him to play the joker because he literally was he literally was the joker in the the anime story grand he was the trickster but like the voice and everything you could see where it came from and i was so excited to see that so yeah i'm like kudos to to Mark Hamill killing it as the trickster in a 1990s uh, John Wesley ship, The Flash. So that's guaranteed a show I want to I want to mention. Uh, another one I chose a, as an honorable mention was The Cosby Show. Now look, say what you want to say about Bill Cosby as this day, this day and age. The Cosby Show, however, as a whole, was the best show ever. And it's because you know I am a black man, and growing up, we we didn't have very many shows. Now, like family shows, I mean, and we're talking about like. Growing up, and granted, in the '90s, you finally got like the family, like Family Matters and stuff like that, and then and other shows which I will I will touch into. But a Cosby Show was like legitimate, like had legitimate, had like actual lessons to go off of. And I'm telling you right now, <laughs> uh, Felicia Rashad played Claire Huxtable literally like like one part my mom. Every time she would go off, and I'm like, God, I feel my mom like my mom's fussing at me whenever I watched her go off on her kids. And it was, it was literally, it was one of those shows that was my favorite because it was funny, but it had, it had stuff in it, it, had messages in it. It was really good show. And I mean, say, like I said, say what you will about Bill Cosby now, that that show was still, it still stands now. Like the lessons that they're teaching their kids still are still legitimate now to, to follow through on. So the, the, the principles behind that show are still really good and they're timeless. And that's why it's one of my favorite shows still. You know, and, and it deserves a mention. Now you're like, well, Dave, you didn't put that on your top three. Yeah, I know, because there's something else I have up there instead of, instead of them. And you'll, you'll see why in a minute. Uh, next one I want to mention is The Office. Now, here's the thing about The Office. I like the show a lot. And uh, this this show in itself is, <laughs> you can see the, the, the transition of characters through like, what is it, like nine seasons of that show? Was, I think it was maybe more than that. It was like, what, nine or ten? No, I think it was like nine seasons. And uh, it's a really good show. Don't get me wrong. And my family binge watches it all the time. 
I think they just started again. The season one just started all over, even though they just watched it. I think we've watched the final season like a month ago, and they're already back to watching it again. So, no, don't get me wrong. The Office is timeless. Uh, you know, shout-outs to Steve Carell and Rain Wilson and all of them who are in that show. Like, it's a memorable show, and you you there is a level of emotion behind the show, especially when you see it end and stuff like that. You, because you get the you get to like these characters for who they are, and you see that all these characters grow or or not grow because you got certain characters who just don't refuse to grow. But there's some characters like you see the ones that like the main the real main ones get to grow and stuff like that, and it's really cool to see. And it's just it's just very it's very funny. It's very inappropriate. It's 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 one of those shows that was mentioned before talking about they're like, what if we reboot it? And and Steve Carell said it best: it wouldn't work in this this day and age, like the way the way things are now. The office wouldn't fit right now because it'd be, it'd be, it would offend everybody. And not just, not just certain, not just a very specific gender or anything. Everybody. It would offend everybody. So we just, we know it just, it wouldn't work right now. <laughs> it just wouldn't work. We're not, we're not thick skinned enough for this day and age for the office, but it's a good show and I will always stop to watch it because it's, I think it's a fantastic show. Uh, another show that I felt like that, that ended way too soon and even like, you can ask the cast every time they have a panel would agree is Firefly. Firefly is one of those sci-fi cowboy type shows that were like you can't help but enjoy. Uh, Nathan Fillion, Gina Torres, Alan Tudyk, all uh, the entire cast are fantastic. Uh, I I think it was really cool. I, and I the dynamics of uh, like his relation Mal's relationship with everybody on the ship it varied, but it was still like very heartfelt connection he had with them, even like with with. What's his, what's his face? Simon and, and River for River after a minute, he started connecting, but like him and Simon after a minute started too as well. It was just very, it's very cool. My still, I, I will say this. My favorite episode right now of Firefly, I think is when there's a couple, but the for sure one I like <laughs> is when, uh, is when, uh, when Wash and Mal were captured, I forget who they were captured by. They like owe this guy money, and they captured. They were being tortured, and 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 Wash kept thinking that Mal had a thing for Zoe, and not understanding that they they've had a relationship because they were in the military together. They were brown coats. They were in the military together, and and it, like it was not about they had, did not have a thing, but he was so worried about it. And I like the fact that when Zoe came. Negotiate. He said, "We want you to. We want." He's like, "If you're gonna take any of the two, you only take one." And she said, "Wash." And and they're like, and they had to find out why is because Mal could take torture, and he like got himself out, and like Wash was all butthurt about it. But it's it's still one of my favorite episodes because like the conversation between Mal and Wash while they're being like electrocuted and stuff and everything was so good. You can't. I mean, and then like the weird awkward like you know moment at the end where it was like, well. You know, he thinks you and I are doing stuff, so I guess we should do stuff so he can, you know, and, and it's like weird and robotic and awkward. It's so good. You can't, you have to watch it. You have to see the whole thing from beginning to end to understand where I'm coming from with it. It's really good. It's a really good show. I just, you just, and Jane, Jane is, you know, it's fantastic. What, who's it again? It's like, oh, what is his name? Not Alec Baldwin. Oh, uh, what is his first name? He played Superman in Superman Doomsday. That trash movie, which is not his fault. They they wrote that movie crappy. Oh, <laughs> uh, who who was it? What was his name? It's something Baldwin. Adam. Wow, he did not age well. 
Wow, yeah, he did not age well. Adam Baldwin, that's his name. He played, he, yeah, he played Jane. Wow, he did not age well. I just saw a current picture of him. He did not, <laughs> he did not age well. You know, but anyways, he's good too. I like, I like the show as a whole, and I feel like it was one of those shows. It's Fox. Fox doesn't, never mind. Fox didn't, like, Fo like, The Flash was on Fox. Firefly was on Fox. Fringe was on Fox. Almost Human, guess what network goes on? Fox. They ended these shows way before their time. Now, I think Fringe lasted a few seasons, but, like, the ones that everybody really, really was about, like, like I said, like Firefly and, and, and Almost Human and stuff, ended way before they should have. I don't know why. Fox is dumb. They don't know how. They all they act like they're about money, but then they choose they get rid of the shows that were, actually had good followings. Anyways. Um, next one I'm going to talk about is Star Trek The Next Generation. Yes, the one with Patrick Stewart as Jean-Luc Picard is one of it's, it's it's one of my favorite shows out there. I love that show, it, and and uh, one reason why I like the show not because just because of the characters, but the fact even like the actors themselves grew through the season. And even like if you ever watched any like behind the scenes like documentary, like a, with Patrick Stewart about when he first started as you know playing the role, this was, I think it was like this is like his first official American show because you know he's he's from. UK, he's, he's always, you know, all his work has always been over there, so this is like his first official American show, um, and so he, when he gets here, he's all serious, he's all about work, and he, and like, he's dealing, he's around like Jonathan Frakes, and, and, and LeVar Burton, all those folks, and Brent Spiner, and they're all kind of like, la, you know, not la-la, but like, they're enjoying their time as, in, in this role, and they're, they're, you know, they're at work, but they're enjoying themselves, and he's like, hey, let's get to work, and then eventually, he says, through like, the show, you, you see, you see, Patrick Stewart become less and less uptight and more like enjoying himself. And the funny part is, you see that in his character. You see Picard like if you watch Picard season one, he looks so uptight. And then by the end of the season, you see him kind of come a little more loose. Like even like at one point, he's like he's like conversing. Like there's like there's one episode where they, he was stuck in a turbo lift with these kids, and like his connection with the kids in the episode. As I feel like that was like a real thing. So there's a lot. I I, I just love that show. And like when Worf when oh, when well, like Alexander's mom was killed. Worf's like, oh my, y'all don't understand. That show is the jam. Oh, I loved it. It was a good show. It was a very good show. Um, but it's not on my top three. It's an honorable mention, and there's a reason why. Um, if you guys have never saw, never seen Star Trek: The Next Generation, have to see, especially the part of the season when uh, the Borg was—I want to say—was reintroduced because the Borg was technically introduced in season one. I want to say season one. And then we're, we're reintroduced in a later season. You have to watch that, that season because season that is sick. The stuff they have in that show. Oh, such a good show. There are four lights. For those who actually watch the show, you know that you know what I'm talking about when I say that. You know what I mean? Oh, and that 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 it was like a I don't know if I can't remember if it was a season finale or not. But that one as well was just oh man. It was y'all you want to talk about the feels. That show was that show was killing it. Oh man. All right, next one we're going to talk about. So it's, it's actually when it's is it's, uh, I haven't told you the numbers yet, but it doesn't matter because, like I said, this isn't placed in a very specific order. It's just when, when my brain was firing them out, that's where it came from. Um, Batman, the animated series. Now, for anyone who even cares anything about anything, shout out to Bruce Tim and Kevin Conroy and stuff. Oh, man. Batman, the animated series was fantastic. Uh, came out in 93. And I remember watching it, and like I think it was with the first with the first episode was what Man Bat was with Man Bat, and like 
And there's a scene where they crash into this wall, and you see Batman, he's all bloody. And so I'm like, oh my God, I got blood on the show. And it was like, it was like wow. Like, it was a really good, oh, and Batman the Animated Series was really, really good. I mean, because it, 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 it's just, I mean, when they finally got Robin into it, and they explained his backstory, and so, oh, it was just, and they got, then Babs showed up. I mean, everything about this show was really, really good. And the way they introduced all the villains and stuff was very smart. Shouts to Mark Hamill. And Tara Strong. It was it's because of the animated series that we hardly actually ended up becoming a comic book character because she was not an original DC character, but they introduced her into in the animated series and people loved her so much she became that such a beloved character that she was in, integrated into the actual DC comics. So shout out to the animated series for like creating characters <laughs> and putting them and giving them limelight and and making them look really good. Uh, man, I'm telling you right now, to this day, you'll not, you'll, you'll, if you hear the animated series, like, intro, you know immediately. You, you, you automatically know it's Batman. You're like, Batman? As, like, you know it. There's no, you, you can't get around it. It's just, it's just one of the, it's so good. It's done so well. And once again, shout out to Mark Hamill for killing it as the Joker. Once again, I mean, him, oh. The same thing with Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy is one of those actors, voice actors, like, if, when he speaks, you know it's him. And, and, and that's why I think it's really smart that they brought in, in Kevin Conroy to play old man Bruce from a different like Earth, and they're like their infinite Earth like crossover that they're doing right now. So shout out to them for like you know, I always to this day will still always like give respect to Kevin Conroy for being Bruce Wayne Batman, to and, no matter what. I mean shout out to like John DiMaggio and all the other guys who voiced it Batman, but. Kevin Conroy, just like same thing with um, Tim Daly. Tim Daly was the voice of Superman in the animated series. And I'm not giving any like, not downplaying anybody else as as Superman, but Tim Daly, like you know, while I wasn't a big fan of the Superman animated series, I was I was a fan of Tim Daly. So you know, like once again, shout outs to him as well. And actually, to be fair, in, in all honesty, Superman the animated series is not on my is not on my list because I, I thought that show was kind of boring. Batman was fantastic. Superman not so much. That animated series is not. Now, if you go like, well, David, by like season three, I'm not where. See, if I have to go that far into it to get into it, nah, forget it. Get out of my face. Buy a shirt. Buy a shirt. Anyways. <laughs> and, and, and I know people are like, well, David, what about like Spider Man or something? I said, I, here's my, my favorite. I was thinking about this like earlier because when you think of like old 90s cartoons, I, like Spider Man is like up there. But my problem is like Spider Man, the 90s like animated series was okay. I feel like sometimes like their colors were a little bland. And so, especially when you watch like X Men the animated series or like Fantastic Four, then you go to Spider Man. It's like, man, your colors are a little muted. And I get, it, I get it. Why different artists and blah blah blah. I get it. But I just feel like out of all the Spider Man animated like shows that are out there, I think the best ones and it, it is crossed between two of them. It's either Spectacular Spider Man, Ultimate Spider Man. If I was gonna have to, if I had to choose between the two, I have to go Ultimate. I think Ultimate's a little more accurate compared to. Spectacular, but Spectacular is really good. But I will have to go Ultimate because I like the fact that he has his team comprised of Luke Cage, uh, White Tiger, Iron Fist. You know, it's such it's you know, and then eventually Agent Venom and stuff like that is really cool. And I do like the fact that like he crosses over, like Wolverine shows up in a couple of episodes. They, he works with the the Avengers a bunch of times. I mean, they introduce like Doctor Strange is in there. They introduce villains that you normally don't see. Like you, who? When was the last time you ever saw Nightmare? As an, in an animated animated series at all, let alone even an animated film, you haven't. But you got to see it in Ultimate. When was the last time you saw Cloak and Dagger before the TV series came out? You didn't. You know what I mean? So, so I like shout out to Ultimate Spider-Man for introducing a bunch of characters that at first were not always. They didn't get a bunch of limelight. 
You know, even Iron Fist didn't get it. Like, Iron Fist and Luke did not get a lot of like White Tiger. How many of you guys know who White Tiger is? I did because I looked it up. Like, even before Ultimate Spider-Man came out, I looked it up years ago. So I, I, and I know for a fact there's like more, there's like three different White Tigers. You know what I mean? And so, you know, the fact that they got this one in there, I was like, you guys don't understand. They did a good job introducing characters in this one. And I like the fact that they brought Coulson in for the animated series. I mean, it's very smart. They did a really good job. And I, I really appreciate uh, the the Ultimate Spider-Man for what it is. And, and the introduction to a bunch of different characters. It was done a very smart way. And uh, like I said, I was very happy when it, when it was done. And I hate the fact that they... They, they like, I, I always find it interesting when, like, not, not just Disney, because it was a Disney show. How they'll get rid of one show to put in another one. It's the same show, but they redo it because they're trying to make it MCUE, in a, in a sense. Stop that. I hate that. They did that with the Earth's Mightiest Heroes, and they put, replaced it with Avengers Assemble. Not that Avengers Assemble is bad, but Avengers Assemble is tailored for MCU, and I hated it. I didn't like, no, I take it back. I didn't hate the show. I prefer Earth's Mightiest Heroes, because I think that was more accurate. But don't get me wrong, uh, like, they, Avengers Assemble introduced characters that, that weren't, like, Falcons in there, they, they brought in the Inhumans, so they did stuff that was smart, but I still prefer Earth Mightiest Heroes because it was done better. That's just my opinion. And yet, Earth Mightiest Heroes is not on my list because I think, uh, as a show, it, it got ended too soon. It ended too soon, and, and I never got a chance to, like, I hate shows, when they, I hate when they do that, they ruin shows when doing it. It's, I feel like they disrupt the story arc when they do stuff like that. Makes me very mad. Oh, yeah, and Carol showed up in Earth Mighty Heroes. You got Ms. Marvel showed up as well. So in your face, bunch of haters. Anyways, <laughs> now, when I mention this show or a combination of shows, it's because I'm a 90s kid, and so there's a level of cheese and action in these shows, and, and it just it dates me, but I don't care. So in this honorable mention, I bring in either Z and or. It's either Xena or Hercules and or. So we got, we're talking about some Lucy Lawless. Or some, um, what is the guy who played Hercules? What was his name? I just had it. Doggone it. He was a guy in Andromeda as well. I just had his name. I could, I could hear it in my head. I just can't think of what the show is called. Or, or not his name. Oh, man. No, not the, not the movie. The movie's fantastic. Not, not, the, not, the, not the one with The Rock. I heard that one was trash anyways. I'm trying to think. No, no, because the animated one came in 97. Yeah, 90s show. I'm trying to think of his name right now. What is his name? Come on, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Kevin Sorbo, there it is. Kevin Sorbo, who was Hercules. Now... I like both those shows, but it, both those shows were literally directed by the same guy. They're both... Were they directed or were they produced? I'm trying to remember. Did he direct them? No, but he helped produce them. Sam Raimi. For those who don't know who Sam Raimi is, he is the director and writer of all three uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films. And he did both. He did both uh, Xena and Hercules, and and those shows did crossovers all the time. I mean, justifiably so. They're both his, they're both his shows. So why wouldn't they? Those shows. Here's the thing. 
those shows had a little level of cheese that you can't deny. I, I can't deny it. It's, it was very, very cheesy. But a lot of action was really good in it. It was very exciting, and I liked it a lot. Don't don't get me wrong. I liked it a lot for what it was. I was I had a hard crush on Lucy Lawless when she was playing Xena. Traders right now. I was like all about her. Gabrielle, eh, she all right. But Lucy Lawless, she was killing it. I was loving. It. See, I didn't even know she was even naturally blonde until like after the show was over and they showed her later. And she was, I'm like, she's a blonde. And I'm like, I didn't know because I was so used to her looking like Xena, so I didn't know any different. Man, I was about that show. Whenever Xena came on, I was like, what? I was all, let's go, let's go, let's go. Her, her crazy. I love. She, she gave me. She introduced me to the Chakram, the weapon, the one of the throwing bladed disc that she has. I've never heard of him until she she had one, and she would toss that bad boy around and bouncing off people's heads and stuff like like Captain America's shield. I was it was the sickest thing ever. Whenever she threw that sucker around, I was like, oh shoot, about to get real. It was so good. I think I liked it. I liked the show until it started getting into weird prophecy stuff. I always feel like when shows get into prophecy things, they run they're running out of stuff. Now, granted, she was she took place in Greek mythology, so she dealt with the gods and stuff like that. So I feel like that was a fit for where it was. But when it, I just, it's just one of those, I always have a thing. I've grown up realizing that when shows start doing prophecy stuff, they're running out of ideas. But Xena, it almost worked because, like I said, based on the timeline she fit in, like I said, it was during that time, you know, she was in Rome and dealing with Greek mythology, Greek, Greek and Roman mythology, and she always punched Ares in the mouth every time she saw him. So it kind of fit. It, it, it wasn't like a bad thing. It fit for her and based on what she was doing and based on the timeline. But Xena... You know what? I, I just made a decision. Hercules, I, lo I love you, Kevin Sorbo, but I, I got to choose Xena over you, man. I'm sorry, dude. It's all about Xena. So that's, that's yeah, for sure. For sure. What I, like. I love it. And what you call his brothers in both shows? Like, you can tell when, when it's Sam Raimi stuff because his brother shows up in his stuff, and so does Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, I think, was in both shows. I think he played the same character in both shows, if I think so. If I think about it. If I, let me look, because I know he was in, I know for sure he was in, uh, I know for sure he was in Hercules, but I can't remember who he played in Hercules. Call Urban with Caesar? I didn't know that. Joxer is the name of, sorry, uh, Ted Raimi is his brother, is, is Sam's brother, and his name was Joxer. He was like a, he's the, he was the, the joke character in the show. He literally was. I didn't know Call Urban was a Caesar. Was Caesar in this show? That's crazy. I didn't know that. You can tell I haven't seen the show in a while. Where is he? Bruce Campbell. I know Bruce Campbell appeared in this show. But I can't remember as who. Let me go to let me go to Hercules. Because I know he in Hercules he he showed up more in Hercules than he did it in Xena, but he was definitely in He showed up in both. What show is that? Oh, the Adventures of Sinbad? Who watched that? Hey, who remembers Leg the Legend of the Seeker? I watched that for a minute. It was okay. I think I watched the first season. Maybe I started watching into the second. Autolycus. It was Bruce Campbell's character. I can't remember. He did show up in a couple of Xena's, like, episodes. I forget why. But, like, those shows were very notorious for doing crossovers. So it, wasn't, it didn't surprise me when he showed up. Uh, but yeah, Xena though, for sure. Sorry. Sorry, Kevin. So next one on my list is Justice League, the animated series. Now here's the thing about Justice League. Justice League didn't have that many seasons. I think Justice League only had like three seasons and then, and then, then Unlimited only had like a few after that. 
So if if I remember correctly, Justice League didn't have much, but those few seasons were pretty dang good. If I remember correctly, they only had a few seasons, and it was it was still a good good show. And uh, and so and then when it came out Unlimited, Unlimited was the like where they brought in all the characters. It wasn't just it was literally all the characters from the DC universe who were, who at least were either were either part of the Justice League or Justice or the JSA, the Justice Society of America. So only had two seasons. Okay, look 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 at this guys. This thing this show had two seasons with a total of 52 episodes. Think about that. And this is back in what? 90 Oh no, 2000, early 2000. 2001. Wow, this must have been way before the strike. But yeah, shout out to Bruce Tim once again. Uh, we did Justice was really cool because they introduced a bunch of characters we ha- we didn't see yet, uh, like John Johns and John Stewart and Hawk Hawk Girl and just a bunch of other ones. Even same thing with villains and stuff. And we got to, we got to see uh, like there's been a couple of really good fights from these animated shows. Like Superman versus Darkseid was always really good, but uh, was it Unlimited? Is when he like they showed how powerful Superman really is. Like he went full full strength was really cool because people tend to forget that Superman part of the Superman's thing is control and so that there's that one episode where he just like just unleashes and just like throws down to get dark side and it's so cool that you get to see like full power Superman for a moment you get to see it so it was really cool but yeah I like Justice League I even like Unlimited as well but like because like I said Unlimited it gives you all the other characters but Justice League was really good because it was like it was like one after you had because we had well, hold on, I'm about to sneeze. <coughs> Excuse me. You had you had Batman the animated series, then you had Superman the animated series, and then we had the we had like crossovers. You had the Batman Superman movie. Remember that? And then uh, and then we were like, oh man, it's sick. We had a Justice League. Then we had Justice League after that. And I remember, we, I remember we like watched it like religiously. All of me and my friends, we watched it. And we're like, did you see the latest Justice League? What? And then we talk about it. It was so good. And I think what each episode was like an hour. If I remember it, they're long. Because typically, what, an episode of, uh, of a show, it's typically supposed to be half an hour. But if you base it all, if you take away, like, all the commercials and stuff, it's only, like, 24 minutes or something like that. Just as they, I think each episode was, like, an hour. So it was, like, pretty legit. So I liked it. It was a really good show. But, once again, it's on the honorable mentions. Um, now, I know you guys look at me funny. But for those who are actual friends, understand why I like this show. And it is, it is named Friends. Now, growing up, I wasn't a Friends guy because I was watching other stuff, you know, and I, I wanted, and there was not enough black people on the show, so I watched other stuff. And, but, you know, as I became like an, uh, an adult and I watched Friends, I was like, eh, it's kind of cool. I actually liked it. It made me laugh. Joey's still, Joey, and, the relationship between Joey and Chandler will never be, will never, like, I'll never miss. It's one of the one of the dynamics I've always missed, and I wish I had a friendship like that between a Joey and Chandler. Were it was so good, it, they were dumb together sometimes, but they were really good, and I loved it. And, and I still think they're like to me personally, they're like one of my favorite like do they're, they're my favorite two favorites in like the show. And people are like, what's it about Phoebe? Eh, she all right. Rachel can go jump off a bridge. You know, and stuff like that. Ross can can like eat some mushrooms in a park. He he get on he get on my nerves, and and but it was like it, it was it was still it essentially was a good show. I didn't like the way it ended, but that's because I'm I'm selfish. I want to see Joey's happy ending, not Rachel and uh and Ross. I could oh, I could care less. Oh oh, I could care less about that. 
It's so it was the because like here's a without getting super deep into it. Here's the thing: the, the, their relationship was so mercurial. It was so volatile from time to time. It was up and down, left and right, all the time. I stopped caring about the both of them. And then when they had a baby together, I rolled my eyes and just like, oh, it's as like the person she connected to. I'm getting mad. I can't even use my words right. The person she connected with the most was Joey. And as a fact, if you watch the show that she connected with Joey the best, the best. And but no, no, Joey got to get nothing. He gets nothing out of it. Even there's like even I think his spinoff show, he got nothing. I didn't watch the spinoff show that much because I just, it, it wasn't the same. And the parts that I did watch, he always kept getting turned down. I was like, this is ridiculous. This, this is why I'm not watching it. And I walked away from the show. But anyways, the point is, Monica's really cool. I like Monica too. She she, laughs, she makes you laugh a lot. She's like, she's like tomboy with OCD. It's it's funny to me. It's very interesting. But I do like the show for what it is. I, and for all you people like, well, you know, you know, if you like the show with that dynamic, you should watch Living Single. I did watch Living Single. Actually, that's probably why I didn't watch Friends, because I was busy watching Living Single, which was on Fox. And guess how Fox handled their stuff? Enough said. So anyways, <laughs> uh, 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 and let's be real. I'm going to tell you this right now. How how big is the following for, for Living Single? I'm, 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 I'm going to ask you this right now. For, for those who watched it, we remember the show. But how much of a following did you really have for, for that show, outside of being a fan of Queen Latifah and stuff like that? Come on, let's be real. Come on. The fact that this thing didn't, didn't have a returning syndication onto any other net, like streaming service, no Hulu, no nothing, says a lot. Not that it, not like I said, not that I say the show was bad, but it was like it was like out of all the shows, and you always can tell because Fox will put Fox will take a show that was in prime time and then shove it into like a weird spot. Like, primetime, when Living Single, like, Fox had this thing where their shows, like, their good shows had their own spot. And then, all of a sudden, it'll get added to a, to a, a chain of shows, like, like, Friday, you know, like, Friday and Saturday evening, they were like, on, you know, on, on, like, Friday night, we got blah, 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 blah. And so, they get stuck in that chain. If they were good, they would have their own show by themselves. They'd be, and it'd always be like on a Tuesday or a Thursday night. That's always, does always like their big show. And like, so you always knew when it was a big show because they get, they would put it on a Tuesday or a Thursday night. Always when I was gone and busy because we, we had meetings and stuff we went to. But it was always around that time. And, and it's usually at like nine o'clock, eight or nine o'clock. And when you were a kid growing up, you couldn't watch the show because you had to go to bed because you had school the next day. But that's usually when you knew they, that was their time. It's like eight or nine o'clock because those are those are the times you get you get you know the adults are home they watch the show. When then all of a sudden when they got shoved into like a seven o'clock slot on a Friday or a Saturday evening, oh man, you knew they're on their way out. And that's usually what happened. And, as, and if you ever watch, go watch Fox's pattern. Fox Fox had a pattern like that, you know. And and so it was just like one of those things. I was like, mm, mm, okay, mm. so. I know we got. I know we have a lot with some living single fans out there, but don't act like it blew up because it didn't. It wasn't like in living color. In living color, blew up. <laughs> Mad TV blew up. Living single was okay. I liked the show, but it was okay because I was partly because I was a big Queen Latifah fan. So that's why I watched the show. I was I was crushing her for a minute. So go 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 jump out of a tree. 
Uh, next show, speaking of, of black people, is A Different World. Now, for those who don't know what A Different World is, is following... It is a spinoff show from The Cosby Show of Denise when she is in college. It's her college life. Uh, and and it, it started uh, Kadeem Hardison, uh, Jasmine Guy, Sinbad was in there. Uh, I mean, you and you got a uh, who else is in the show? There's a, and the, and like you see a lot of other younger actors in this show as well. Like like they pop up as students or something like that. Very, I think Debbie Allen showed up in this in in Living Sing, not Living Sing, in a new, a different world. Man, I'm mixing all my shows now, and so it, you get a lot of stuff. And it's also one of those shows as well where there's a lot of messages behind it. You know, things about drinking and and sex and relationships. It, it, there's so much about it in there. Granted, it's, it has to do with, you know, transitioning from being, you know, be living at home with your parents now on your own and being, like, becoming an adult. That's what that show, a, a Different World is about that. You know, that's why it's called A Different World. I mean, the, the current one that's out now, it's called um, Grown-ish. It's, it's that version of A Different World, just, it's a spinoff of a Blackish, and it has what's her face, you know, in college, and, you know, being kind of grown, why it's called Grown-ish. So... You get it. I get it. It's it's the transitional show from becoming from being a teenager to an adult, and that's what that show was about. So it's gonna it covers a lot more adult themes and conversations and I in topics that as as a kid growing up I wouldn't understand yet because one I wasn't even in high school yet, let alone <laughs> college. <laughs> so like when it came out, yeah, I was seven, <laughs> so I didn't get nothing. I didn't get anything out of it yet because I was I was too young to understand what that was. I just liked the show, and the uh, one of the things I did learn at the it was like towards the tail end of the show when um, Dwayne was going out after Whitley, which was played by Jasmine Guy, and she was marrying some hootie tooty black guy, and he he him and his buddy was his name Freddie? It wasn't Freddie. Was it Freddie? I think it was Freddie. His best friend, who was in college with him. They literally crashed the, the wedding and they, he, and he's going out there and he's putting it all out on the table for, for Whitley. Like, like this is, you know, his, he's throwing all his love out there for her. And then like a bunch of like, either it was, it was security or the groomsmen tried to stop him. And they, they, they start, they get all physical. You hear the crowd go, they get all crazy. Man, I was all about that scene. I was like, oh snap. You know? And so it made me go like, oh man, you got to fight for your woman. Is that how, this is what is, that's what it was teaching me. You got to fight for your girl. Oh my God. You got to, I mean, it was legit. I mean, and, and then his buddy was, I had his back was shoved, shoved those guys off of him and stuff like that. It was sick. I was like, yeah, I said, I need a boy like that. We going to go crash a wedding so I can get my girl. He better punch somebody in the mouth. I was like, I was like, I was excited. And granted, I was like a kid and you know, you probably shouldn't do stuff like that, but it still taught me that if you really care about somebody, you fight for them. And, and, and if your boy has your back, he'll help you fight for that person. It was sick. It was, it was one of those scenes. It's, it's literally one of the scenes I remember still to this day. Is when he went and got got his girl back, because because they had a weird relationship, like whether in college and stuff like that. And then also when he she was all gonna get married to this guy, he was like, Nah, I gotta get her back. I gotta get her back. And he was he was all about that fight. I was and I I will still to this I still remember this to this day. Still to this day, how sick. Like I'm getting body heaters up. I'm all worked up. Oh, it was such it was. It was a memorable scene for me because it was like, that's what you do. Is that what you do? Okay, then I'm going to do that. <laughs> Sorry. It was just, oh, I'm sweating now. It's all, I was all worked up. Now, okay, let's dial it back from all the real and go into some 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 more off-the-wall stuff. So, for, so 
for some of you guys, I have other shows that I've I've seen as a kid, as a kid growing up. But one of the ones I've always watched, and I've and I, I still own like all the box sets for, till to this day, is Dragon Ball Z. Now I know we there's always been memes and people make fun of it and all this stuff and all like oh it takes 96 minutes for them to become Super Saiyan. I know dramatic anime. Who cares? Dragon Ball Z is still one of the greatest animes for me personally, and I've watched and I used to watch it every day. I used to watch it every year, like from like literally from the the Saiyan Saga all the way through to the Buu Saga, because it's still, to this day, one of my favorites. You know, now, I can argue points about it, and we still, we could today, be like, well, you know, blah, 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 trash, they shouldn't have done this, what did they do to Gohan, and you, you would be right, and I would be right, and you, the whole thing. But it doesn't change the fact that that show was pretty awesome. And, uh, and that's why we got, that's why we had, and you know, people loved it so much, that's why we got GT, and that's why we currently have Super now. Because it, it's a, it's such a the the characters are so beloved. Even when you didn't like certain characters, you could not refute those characters. Like I wasn't a big Vegeta guy back in the day. Like my love for characters changed a lot. Like I was a big hardcore Goku guy. Then I became a hardcore Piccolo guy. Now my spirit animal is Vegeta. So you know you know you can't help but like certain characters in the in the show. And you know and and Yamcha's still always going to be made fun of. I don't care. Yamcha's still trash, and we all agree. And, you know, and Tien just tries really. He's Tien's to try hard. Yamcha's trash. Let's just, and Chasu's a joke. Let's just put it like that. <laughs> come on, man. Apparently, in the in the current manga, Piccolo's starting to get some limelight. So come on, come on, Super. Get Piccolo up to God mode like he's supposed to be. Bunch of haters. So sick of that. Why? Why is it Goku and Vegeta go God can go God mode, but like you won't let Piccolo go God mode? Well, you know his his alien race. They're aliens too. If anyone understands God, power of the gods better than any, especially them two, it's going to be Piccolo. Come on, he's part Kami. Come on. Anyways, sorry, I'm just very. I just it bugs me. It bugs me a lot. Um, the other show that I used to like came out in 2012. Was the new was the before they came out with this current Ninja Turtles. The Ninja Turtles back in 2012. Man, I was about that show because they they it was really good. It was done very well. Um. They did a lot of the voice actors. I, I you sound like the the voice actor who does Beast Boy is on this. Plays he played Michelangelo. Uh, Jason Biggs played Leo. Then he switched to Seth Green. And I like the way they turned. I like the way they explained it because there was a season where he like Seth Green or or where Leonardo fought Shredder and Shredder beat the living mess out of him to the point like I think like it crushed like like his voice was all jacked. I mean he was busted up. And so when they escaped, they went. They were in this like you know they had to pretty much lick their wounds and, and get, get strong again and come back. And like there's a certain point in the in that in that part of the series where Leo's voice is all jacked up because you know he got punched in the throat. I mean he got jacked up by Shredder, and like he was his oh, he was talking like this. And finally when it cleared, he sounded different. He said, "Man, you sound all different." Yeah, I noticed. It's because they switched actors. It went from Jason Biggs to Seth Green. It still was good. I think it was, I think they've done a very smart way of explaining how why his voice changed. Very well done. But the show was really good. I, I need I should have finished it. I didn't finish it like with the last one. I think the last that season finale I got to is when is when Splinter died. Spoilers. Granted, the show was out like 2012. So and I think it ended at 2017. Was like the last episode was 2017. So I love the show. I think it was done very well. And I, I like how they introduced a bunch of the characters and some of the villains. Uh, it was done very well. And there was a lot of feels in that. I mean, with Karai and some of that, it was really good. They did a really good job getting the emotion in, our, in, in, a, in a fictional, you know, animated, you know, show. It was really good. It was very smart. 
Love it. I don't like I and I agree with some people like I don't know why they is like should have just kept that show going instead of giving us this you know, I know the other show was supposed to be based off more off the movie and stuff like that. The movies that were out at the time. And I just like, okay, I don't care, but I like the old show better. And so I stick to the old show. So that's how I am. That's how I'm going to be. I'm going to stick to it. I don't give a care. You know, that's why I always say to people, like, if you like the old stuff, go watch the old stuff. So I watch the old stuff. <laughs> that's just how it's going to be. Um, Other one is Teen Titans. And I know Teen Titans is supposed to be getting another season. And no, not to be confused with Titans or Teen Titan Go. I'm talking about the original Teen Titans, which, you know, it, which was sick. That shit was so good. You know, it, it was just, it introduced everyone in such a way. It was done so well, you know. You know, and it had its cheese. Like I said, it's around that time. It, did, it had its level of, like, corny, but it was, like, there was a lot of serious tones behind it. Uh, one of my my favorite episodes was when Slade kidnapped uh, Robin and was using him to, to fight the Titans. It, it made him, it made him, like, officially, like, his apprentice. And that episode, he's like, one day you will, he's like, you will appreciate me. Maybe even, like, like a father. And he's all... And, and Robin's like, I already have a father. And then all of a sudden, the ceiling, he goes up to the ceiling, see bats fly. I was like, oh, that's sick. It was so good. I love, oh, Teen Titans was such a good show. And so the fact that they're, they're alluding, or they're, not where they're alluding, but I heard we got guaranteed a new, uh, one final season of that show. Apparently it was supposed to be on like their DC online service. Ugh. I, 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 will, I will see. I will try. If, if they finally release it and it's sick, I will try to commit to DC Online, at least for the final season of Teen Titans and maybe the final season of Justice, a Young Justice. But that, it's just, I'm not doing it right now. But Teen Titans for sure is one of the best shows I've seen in a long time. Like, of that, of that level, it was so good. So the last one I have on here, once again, if you're my friend, if you're one of my friends, you understand why I have this show, and I'm sure they watch it too. It's Frasier. Now, if you guys don't know what Frasier is, Frasier is a spinoff show from the show Cheers. Okay. Now, if you don't know what Cheers is, Cheers is a sitcom that took place, literally most of the time, took place in a bar called Cheers. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, it's literally, I mean, it came out, what, was the first episode was in 1982. And so it starred, like, Ted Danson and, uh, um... Shelly Long originally was in it, and then like I think after a couple of seasons, Kirsty Kirsty Alley took over as like the the female love interest. I mean, you'll you'll recognize a lot of these guys in here. Like Kelsey Grammer obviously was in there. Woody Harrelson was in there. Uh, BB Newworth who played um, my brain just stopped. Lilith who was the wife to Frasier, and their relationship got carried into the show Frasier. Granted, in at that point they were already divorced. And so you get, and you already knew, and you knew who who Frazier was from Cheers. So they literally just like started the show, and just kept going, you know. And Frazier was was great, and they introduced his brother, his dad. It's it's such a good show, and 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 I feel like that show doesn't give enough credit for its like. Granted, there's some some of their humor is probably above some of us because you know, Frazier is 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 not a typical person. <laughs> he's he's. He's, he's, he's my description of bourgeois. So if he had a black friend, if he had me, I said, bro, you're so bougie. He, he'd be like, what? You know, he, he wouldn't get it, but he, he was still like, a, I think that's what Roz was. It, Roz was his like friend that would call him on his crap. That was his, uh, uh was it producer? Sound person? Yes. Either way, was, she was part of his like, when he did his radio show, because he was like, he did a, psych a psychiatry show on the radio, and she would, like, 
do all his sound and handle all his calls and stuff like that. But she would call him on his crap. I feel like I would be that friend for him. <laughs> but that's also one of those shows that's like a oh, that's a classic that did not ha- have enough black people in it, but it still was a good enough show that I still watched it. And everyone, we all can agree, we all enjoyed the the the, the song about talking about tall salads and scrambled eggs. We were all about that song. We were humming it at the end. And it, I don't give a care what you think. We all we all hummed it. I don't give a care what you say. If you watched it enough, you hummed it at the end. So in your face. All right. Now we're down to the to the creme la, la creme to the final finale of this whole discussion. The top three, the guaranteed trifecta. What are my shows? So we're doing this one to three. Actually, three to one. Three being the lowest, all the way to the highest. So. Remember I told you before the Cosby Show to me was one of the, like, like the best shows, especially when it comes to uh, the, uh, an idea about a black family dealing with certain things. Granted, the thing was, it's like it was started like in like the 60s so, or like early or really like late 70s, early 80s. So a lot of it, it was like kind of beyond me, kind of, not completely kind of, because, you know, I, I grew up, I was an 80s kid. But this, and this show came out and like, no, it did come out in 84, but I was four, so I didn't get it yet. But the one show that I got, and the one and the one character I related to the most, was Will, and Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You know, granted, I never I never lived in Bel Air. I never lived with a bougie family. We've always been, uh, we I grew up level of poor. But it, like his character understood the same thing. You know, his mom, you know, was a single mom. My mom was a single mom. His dad was, you know, was not part of his life. Mine was kind of the same. So I relate to the character a lot. And so Fresh Prince, man, had me. Had me laughing, had me crying, had me thinking, had me understanding. I was like, still to this day, I guarantee that my the, the one scene, and we all know what scene I'm talking about. The one scene when his dad came back into his life and then bailed. That one last scene when he was like, why, why doesn't he want me? That scene, still to this day, hits me in the chest. Uh, just right now, I'm getting a little worked up just thinking about it. Because that's, that's a, that's a, I understand that feeling more than most people under, do. And I get, oh, oh, this show was so, it was so real to me. This show was legit. And so that's why Fresh Prince of Bel-Air will always be, I've watched that from the beginning, first episode to the final episode when they, when they moved out and, and everything like that. I still, it was still, still my favorite. And, and I'll, and I'll watch clips of it. I'll watch clips of like Uncle Phil's like spitting out knowledge. The real Aunt Viv throwing down some, throwing down. I mean, it was, she was like, once again, that's the other half. For guys, so for guys who don't know, my mom consists of, Claire Huxtable and Vivian Banks. The the first Vivian Banks, not the second one. The first Vivian Banks combined. That's my that's the power of my mom. Power of a black woman. I'm telling you. And if you throw and if you, and if you sprinkle in some Debbie Allen in there, because my mom was a jazz dancer, you sprinkle in some Debbie Allen. That's my mom. <laughs> that, that's the best way to describe my mom. So you know, one part Claire Huxtable, one part Vivian Banks, one part Debbie Allen. That's my mom. <laughs> My mom hears this, she's probably gonna shake her head like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you said that." But I literally, have, if you want, I dare you to argue with me about that. For those who know me and have met my mom, I dare you to argue with me. You'll lose, and, she, and you'll and you'll lose if you argue with my mom. That's how powerful my mom is. <laughs> but Fresh Prince for sure is number three. Number two, I gotta have my animated series, and if I'm gonna have any animated series, I was grow, I grew up with, especially in the '90s, it's gonna be X Men the animated series. It has to be because it's X Men's my life. And my boy Wolverine's all up in that stuff. I'm telling you. it. And this is the one thing I feel like in the movies you never got a lot of was Wolverine's, like, issues. You did and didn't. And, like, his, his relationship with Gene 
and the stuff he dealt with and like his his back and forth relationship with Sabretooth when Lady Deathstrike finally showed up his whole thing with her I mean there's stuff that showed up in there that like you didn't get to see in the movies not really I mean yes Lady Deathstrike showed up Sabretooth showed up but you didn't get to understand the, their their dynamics with each other and especially like you you kind of got it in in the movies about his what was his relationship with Gene the animated series made it better I feel like and there's a whole scene like there's a scene where uh, they're getting married and Wolverine's in the danger room and he's fighting a robot version of Cyclops at the time you don't think you don't realize it at first because you're thinking maybe it's like time lapsing between the two like maybe that's after the move like the wedding or something like that but you end up finding out it's like during the wedding and he wasn't at the wedding because he's busy fighting out all his emotions against Cyclops robot Cyclops in the danger room oh man it was so real and then he was getting jacked up how he projected and Gene like sensed it. Oh man, I'm telling you, y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know how real that is for me. That is so good. It's so real. Y'all don't even understand how real that is for me. Oh, I don't even, I'm getting worked up now. See, again, it's another reason why I have that show. Cause like you see his, it's one of my favorite shows out there. Still one of my favorite shows is the X-Men the Animated Series. And man, when they did the Dark Phoenix Saga, oh man, I'm telling you, y'all don't even know. Oh, that's such a good show. So good, so good. Now my number one, hands down, my number one show that I will like, it's in, as part of my guaranteed trifecta, is officially Star Trek Deep Space Nine, or uh, for all of us fans, we call it DS9. Here's a here's part. Here's part of the reason why. Number one, we have a black lead. I just, it's just, it's just how it is. I, I, I know we don't. I, I shouldn't always go racial with stuff like that sometimes, but it is the truth. Uh, shout outs to what's his face. Um. He just, we, he, we just lost him, actually. What is his name? Aaron Eisenberg. He played Nog. Just died recently. He just died. I just saw, I saw a post about that. I was like, wow. I was like, I got like, I kind of see Nog in him, but I kind of don't. I'm like, wow. I was like, I, I didn't, I, I, wow. I was like, he's a grown, he's like, if you look like, if you look, he's like, I think at this point, he's like, what, 50 something? Now, granted, like, DS9 came out in 93. So he's probably in his, see, 60-something, 93, 30s at that point. I'm not doing the math right now. I should do the math, but I'm not doing the math right now. But the point is, is like, he played Nog. I'm like, you played the son of Rom? Wait a minute. How'd you do that? What he did. But anyways, the point is, I love the show because you got to see every book play Benjamin Sisko, who, was, who wasn't even a captain yet. If you, if you remember, if you watched the show... He wasn't a captain yet. He was only a commander, and he was doing, he's literally on, I don't want to say a crap like assignment, but it was not a favorable assignment because they're taking over a Bajoran, a Bajoran space station that was at one time, at one point being, was it, I want to say Bajoran? Yes. That was once, at one point, was being ran by the Cardassians. And so you get, you get, you know, so he's kind of like, and I, the, the war happened, Starfleet got involved and kind of pushed, you know, pushed, you know, Cardassians out and they have this whole alliance with the Bajorans. Bajorans are the ones who have the crazy earrings and the, and the, like the etching on their nose. And so you get to see this whole, like him work from like the bottom up with this assignment, you know, and then he eventually becomes captain and then he acquires Lieutenant Worf, which by the way, that was like... That was like one of the best additions they could have ever put into the cast was having Worf. And then the episode when he had, finally got to sit down and, and face Jean-Luc Picard. Because it, in the backstory from Cisco, he lost his wife during the fight against the Borg. 
And so, and at the, for those who haven't watched the show, the Borg kidnapped Jean-Luc Picard and made him the leader known as Locutus. So they literally assimilated him into the, the Borg collective, made him Locutus because of all his knowledge and especially about like, like Starfleet and stuff. And so he literally just starts jacking up Starfleet vessels and stuff like that. And Locutus was one of, was under, under the direction of Locutus destroyed the ship that Cisco was on, which was his wife was killed on. And so Cisco hates the Borg. And not only does he hate the Borg, but he hates Picard because at that time he was Locutus. Now, granted, if you watch the series, they saved Picard. They pretty much, what's the, I mean, assimilated, I guess, de-assimilated. I don't know what the word you want to use, but took him out of the collective. But yet the damage was already done. And so you have people like, you know, Cisco who hates this man because of it. And then they finally meet for the first time since everything has happened. Oh, man. It was such a good show. Oh, man, the relationship between Quark and and Odo and the relationship between Bashir and O'Brien. Yeah, we get Miles. We get, not only get we get we get Worf, we also get O'Brien from Next Generation. Man, are you kidding me? I love it. It was great. And and shout out to Terry Farrell, who played Jadzia Dax. Uh, for those who don't know who, who Jadzia was, Jadzia was, Jadzia was a friend of Cisco's. But they were Trill, and Trills have these symbiotes in them that carry all the memories and the, and the experiences of their host's previous life. And so a Trill takes that, you know, a new Trill, when the other one dies, a new Trill takes on the host. And it doesn't, and, and, and it just, and grant, the compatibility is important. So it could be a man, it could be a woman. I think it could be a child. I can't remember. I don't, in the show, they never really showed that. But uh, in Next Generation, you get introduced to the Trill for the first time. And you end up finding out, you know, then the, the one... He was a guy. He ends up dying, and then his symbiote was moved to a female trill, but has, she has all the memories of the previous host. So when he, I forget who the love interest was. Was it Crusher? I think it was Beverly. And he's like, I still love you, and it's like different now because it's not him anymore. So it's kind of the same jam, but it's, you know, with with Dax, you know, Jadzia and Cisco were best friends, and so when the host changed to Dax, he ended up becoming best friends with Dax, and so. You, whenever you hear him call Jadzia old man, it's because he's, it's, it's his best friend, but in a different body. It's so good. The relationship between him, Cisco and Dax is really good. I, I just love it. Everything about it. This show, I think the one thing about Star Trek, even like back to the original series, they, they had a really good job of creating a, a relationship between the characters. Like you had the relationship between uh, Kirk and, and Spock, and then the relationship between Spock and, um, Bones, I can't. It's Bones, but I, I I can't think of his other his name right now. But you know what I mean. And then you have the relationship between Sulu and Ahura. You know what I mean. There's all these dynamics, and it did the same thing in Next Generation because you have the relationship between uh, Riker and Picard, and the relationship between Picard and Troy, and then the relationship between Troy and and Worf, which created the love triangle between Worf, Troy, and Riker. Uh, it's like and if. It, it, I'm not going to get into that one because I'm glad that he got with, he was with Dax. But, um, and then you have the relationship between, uh, Jordy LaForge and Data. And then that, that relationship ended up being like a trio between Jordy, Worf, and Data. Man, I'm telling you, this show, this show was so good about doing that. And then, and then O'Brien had his own, I forget who his buddy was. I mean, he was married too in, in Next Generation. But then in DS9, uh, Julian Bashir, who was like medical prodigy, became really good friends with O'Brien. And so they became buddies. It's just, they're such a good, and then like, even like Nog, not Nog, uh, Quark, 
and Odo kind of became buddy, even though they kind of didn't, they always butt heads because Odo's always suspicious of Quirk because Quirk was always stealing. And then you have the relationship between Bashir and then um, Garrick, who is a Kardashian, a Kardashian tailor who used to be a Kardashian spy who defected to the, to the, to Starfleet and became, (laughs) you got to watch the show. You have to see it. There's, there's so many layers of relationships on with DS9 with all characters. And they're like, and it's always like unlikely friends. Like the fact that like you can see Worf have a relationship with Dax, and then you see the connection between, like I said, Bashir and Quark, and then Quark and Odo, and then you know like, and then the respectful relationship between Odo and and Cisco, and then you see Cisco's relationship with Jake, his son, and then you see Kieran and Reese's relationship with. Oh, I mean, every time you, there's always like the way they created these relationships, and then the the buddy relationship between Jake and Nog, because they were both like young boys in school at the time, so. They all went in, they got into shenanigans together. It's just, there's, it's so good. And it's, and it's just like, I, it was one of my favorite shows ever because it was so good about that. And, and, and people always wanted to hate on DS9 because it wasn't, they weren't flying everywhere. It was stationary. You were, you were stuck on a giant space station next to a wormhole, which they didn't know what was happening on the, on the end of it. Cause that was one of the part of the things they were protecting was that wormhole so they can see what's going on. And that, that's not even, you know, getting into the, Jim Hardarn and the Dominion and stuff like that. It's a whole, that's a whole separate thing. Man, I'm telling you, even Gold Ducat's relationship with Cisco was interesting. I mean, it's just, they done, they did such a good job of making you care about everybody and the relationship with each other. It was so smart. And I was very happy to be, to experience it from beginning to end all the way through. I feel like I need to go back and watch. Actually, I need to go back and watch all of, uh, Next generation, because Picard's coming out. Yeah. When, actually, when is the first? Let's, let's look at this real quick before we before we move on. Let's, what is the first episode of Picard coming out? Because I think I have time. Just might just binge watch. Well, it says twenty twenty, so that doesn't give me much. But that does mean I have time to look to to binge watch Next Generation before we watch Picard. So I maybe we'll do an episode on that. How about that? How do you feel about that? Maybe I, let me binge watch Picard or uh, Next Generation and then talk about it, so we can be fresh for the new Picard show. That's gonna be so sick. I'm so happy that Patrick Stewart's coming back and playing one of my favorite characters. Patrick Stewart has played two of my favorite characters of all time, uh, Charles Xavier and Jean-Luc Picard. And so the fact that he played both of them is is fantastical to me, and I'm very glad he's coming back to play. One of my favorite people. I I love it. So, you know, granted, yes, he's, you know, while he plays one of my favorite people, DS9 is still my beloved favorite show next to it. And that's why I did an honorable mention for Next Generation, because if we didn't, if we didn't have Next Generation, we wouldn't have DS9. But I do love me some DS9. I'm telling you that right now. So tell me what you guys think. What is your guaranteed three shows? Your, your, your guaranteed trifecta that, like, without a fail, you'll watch beginning to end, you know, episode to episode, good, bad, and the ugly, all the way through, and at the end, you be like, man, I got, I can't wait to watch that again. Let me move on to my other one of the three. Who, which ones are they? Let me know. Maybe one of them is on my honorable mention. Maybe one of them is on my top three. Let me know which ones you guys have, and and we can go, we can discuss it. I can talk about it. If you send me a message or or uh, you send me a message on Anchor, I can bring you up in the next episode. So, like I said, if you want to communicate with me, Anchor has a, a message system where you can leave me a voice message. It's like thirty seconds. Or maybe you can email me at houseofdarkner at gmail.com. Um, I also have uh, my Twitter, House of Darkner. You can go on there and talk to me and say, oh, man, speaking of that episode, 
Here's my top three. Uh, you go on to my, my, my Facebook page, House of Darkness Facebook page, and bring up your top three. Um, or even, or hit me up on, on Instagram. I'm on there all the time. That's House of Darkener. You know, go, hey, my top three. Let me know. So either way, I will bring it up. Hey, you know, if I, you know, we can talk about it. So it'd be, you know, good idea so we can build on our, on our, like I said, from, I said from the beginning, on our relationship. This is what this is. We're working together now, talking about all kinds of nerdy stuff. So let's do this. Okay. Thank you once again, you guys, for listening to my podcast. Um, I'm, I'm trying to keep up with my episodes. Things are, things are getting better for me. So we're hoping for, you know, I'm hoping maybe I can start dropping two or three episodes a week like I used to. Well, let's see. Let's see. Energy is a big deal right now. So let's see with that. Um, once again, you guys, thank you for listening to everything I, I, I rant about. If you guys want to support me, your number one way of doing it is just listening to my episodes. It's sponsored. I got ads. Uh, so please listen to them that way. Another way you can do it is by uh, becoming one of my supporters through Anchor FM. Uh, I have a public site, a public page through Anchor. So you go to that public page. It has a supporter option right there. And there's three tiers, 99 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99. That's another way you can support me. And I also have a Patreon page. You can it, it starts as simple as a dollar a month, you know, and on my Patreon which is uh slash house of darkner You go on there as well to help support this podcast so I can do more things like have better equipment, maybe have more people. I mean, I don't pay them, but get gives time to do more stuff. Uh, I know uh, my buddy's talking to me about possibly. Let me ask you this real quick. Like I said, I have a YouTube channel. I, I I haven't worked on it in like a year. It's a year old. I haven't. I, I several actually. The channel's like five years old, but I uh, I haven't put, posted in, in like a year. Um, I know there's events coming up. Like there's a SAC Anime, which is a, a an anime convention happening in January. It's their winter version. How would you would you guys love to see me do maybe like a vlog of it and then like cut, you know piece it together and put it on YouTube? Uh, would you would you guys like a podcast episode where we talk about after? Because I'm gonna I'm probably gonna do uh, where we talk about it afterwards. Uh, maybe bring back Dwight illustrations, pixelated tycoon. Maybe see if Eight Bit wants to get in on it. Um, I got other a couple other people. I can make a huge group thing out of it. Huge group thing out of it. And maybe I can get them involved. Everybody involved in that. That'd be great if I can get everybody to come over and get involved. That'd be awesome. Um, let me know what you think. Let me know how you feel uh about that because i have the camera i have the i have the technology i have the technology i have it i really do i have the editing program i can do it all but if you um, unless you want to see if you don't want to see it i won't do the work if you want to see me do a vlog of say like like conventions and stuff that i go to i'll do it and i'll post it maybe i can get some interviews in there somewhere but most likely you're going to get a podcast episode after like events like that but if you want to see me day of right there fresh on the court doing it then i and then i don't know why i said fresh on the court i'm not even playing basketball i got a bad knee but you know what i mean if you want to see it let me know I'll, I'll start putting something together for the next couple of like events that i go to all right so let me know what you guys think and feel and i will talk to you guys soon this is house of darkness with real talk you guys have a good one yeah